Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? How's life? I'm not going to ramble on for too long, but this is the Therapy Gecko podcast. How's it going? I normally, I haven't been doing these intros lately, but I figure I haven't uploaded an episode in a while. So, you know, I, I thought it would be a good idea to come on here and explain why. And the reason is, is that lately I have been lazy. You can call the Gecko every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash Lyle Forever. And let's get into it. I feel bad about not uploading, so this is going to be a longer episode. And we got some good calls in here tonight. I'm not going to give any spoilers. And I'm going to shut the hell up and get into it. Gek Nation forever, baby. Call from... Alex. Alex? Am I on with the gecko? Yeah, what's up, man? Oh, this is great. I, I, uh, I love this show. I've been oh, watching and listening for a few weeks now. It's killer. Thank you, man. Um, I appreciate that. Is there anything sort of in particular that you wanted to talk about tonight, Alex? I was hearing you asking about money. Yeah. I was hoping to talk about what money is. Tell me, Alex, what is money? It's slavery, Gecko. It's just a, a form of, of controlling people. It's a way of controlling people. Yeah. You know, there could be other ways to exchange things. We could exchange kindness or good deeds or art or happiness, but we choose money. Stupid, if you ask me. I want to hear more about this this economy that runs on exchanging kindness. I w- you know, I wish I wish I had more experience with it. You know what I mean? Like I don't get it day to day. But I think I think um instead of valuing cash or valuing purchases, we can value how you make people feel. And I think there's ways to measure that. I think uh, besides just how you talk to people 
or how people react to you. Good things so you happen believe, to you when you, you believe that there can be an objective measurement of kindness that you can then use uh, to weigh to to you know exchange for another thing of equal value. So like if I'm a level nine kindness to you, you'll give me bread, and bread is well, worth level nine kindness. Yeah, but even one step more than that, right? It's like I won't exchange bread for for your kindness. I'll want to give you bread, or I'll want to feed you because I recognize that you're kind. You know, it's even be moving beyond just a transactional sort of economy. We won't have like、um, an exchange there. You know what I'm saying? It's like well, how would you get、good. the bread? Well, I mean, if, if if I'm giving you the bread, right? If if you're so kind. You know, I'm giving you the bread. Yes. It, it, it's I, I want to live with you. I want to tend to your land. You know, I, I want to uh, uh, plant your soil or, or you know, plow your soil, whatever the. But、uh, I don't want. I don't want everyone that I buy bread with. I don't want everyone that I buy bread from to live with me. Like if I went to the grocery store and I went to buy bread and the cashier asked to live with me, I would say no. Totally. Yeah, I hear you, but you know, you won't. Your kindness. Or your 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 positive energy won't match up with those people who you don't want to share those、uh, those energies with, or that your personal space with. You know, no, I would say no.、Thing. Even if he was really really nice, I would still not. I still wouldn't let him live with me. Oh, I see what you're saying. You may not do good in this economy if you're not.、Uh, you know, if you're、Probably. not trying to.、Uh, <laughs> Love, that actually, that brings up a good. Well, I mean, what, what, what? How does someone survive in this economy if they're an asshole? What, what are they? To, what are they to do? That's what it's. It's not going to be good for them. You know, they're going to be pushed to the curb. You know, I, but what I if they have? What if they have skills? What if like all? What if it turns out that everyone who is has the skill of creating bread is an asshole? What are we going to do? My theory is kind of breaking down here. There might be some sort of bartering that has to just take place, but maybe, maybe it's not just positive things. Maybe there's there's other things. This is a really interesting development that、uh, you, you raise here. It won't necessarily be positive things that that go good. You know, we have to fight. We have to kill animals. You know, that's not positive energy necessarily. Or maybe we don't have to kill animals. But you know what I'm saying? There's certain things in. In in our lives, which are not all、um, uh, influences that that are for the the better good, you know, someone gets has to get hurt. So, so you, I want to go back to the bread guy living with me. So I ask a guy for bread, and he says yes, but he has to be able to live with me. But that's an exchange of physical value because I'm he's giving me bread in exchange for my place. But then, how do I get the place? Do I have to build it myself? Well, no. Somebody want to build it for you, but you, you're、Why? also gonna want you're gonna because because they want to be around you, but you're gonna want to be around them, or you're gonna want those people that build houses to be around you. You know, there's gonna be some different. What if I don't want to be? Well, how, how, what if I don't want to be around the guy that builds houses? What if I think he's kind of creepy? Well, I mean, you know, it, it, there's gonna be a, a, spe- a broad spectrum. You know, a, a panoply. Of different people that could build houses for you, just like you know, like you go to a supermarket. So I, I so I have different... to pick one of them to be friends with. You got to get a carpenter. 
You know, like if you're not gonna get a carpenter, if you're gonna, if you, if you think every single fucking carpenter is an asshole, then you're not gonna, you're not gonna be living in a house. No, but that's the, but that's the thing here. It doesn't matter if they're an asshole. I don't want to be, I don't want to have to be friends with the carpenter just because he. I would rather, I would, I'm, you know what, I, I gotta reject this idea. I would rather give the carpenter money than be friends with him. I think that would be too much. Kind, I actually being being kind to that many people all the time to get what you want. I don't. I don't like that idea. I think. Like I think that would be now? exhausting. There's so much anger and unhappiness right now, though. You know, I want to replace it with something that that's better than that. I think. I think. Look, you know what? I think you should. You, if you want this movement to actualize, I think you need to start it yourself. <sighs> that's a lot of. Uh, that's a lot of responsibility. That's I what I was saying. It's that. too much work. I need I need to get more than just me. You know what I'm saying? I need to get a group. Well, it starts with you, Alex. You think I have it in me, Therapy Gecko? We'll find out. I appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you soon. You too. See ya. Thanks. All from Jonathan. To accept, press one. Jonathan. Oh shit! Did I get on? Yep, you did. Oh snap! How's it going, Kim? So, uh, it's you know it's all right. I'm trying to. Nah, whatever, man. What are you up to? Fuck all this shit. Tell me yeah, everything. Not too much, man. Just went to work today. Uh, working call center. Work from home, so it's pretty chill. But I just miss you know interacting with people and. Talking to people that aren't total dicks. Is that like what percentage of the people you talk to at the call center are total dicks? I would say a good ninety-eight percent of them. Really, ninety-eight percent. Yes, there's so much you have to deal with. Managers on your ass, just total idiots. But mm. you know, I, I get it, man. People have their problems. You know, they want to be heard, but you got to be a douche about it. What? Uh, what's the word? Now wait, tell me. What? Uh, the, this call center? Are the people being dicks? Are they like? Are you referring to the people you work with or the people that you're calling, or both? I will. I don't do outbound calls. People calling to me before okay. my current job. I'm kind of a serial call center worker, I guess you would say. I did like roadside assistance, and people would call in, and they're like their cars were all fucked up, or they're stranded on the side of the road, cussing us out. We had yeah. to call tow truck drivers, which absolutely suck oh, but yeah. now i deal with people's money and nobody likes their money being played with you know no, what I mean? no yeah oh no that i mean that's a tough gig right there you having people call you're the first line of defense when people are pissed off and they need something they call you yeah it's just hard sometimes to let it carry over in your personal life really like do you ever do you, do you ever feel bad about yourself from these people because i feel like they're i feel like the fact that they are because they're not like what's your name jonathan because they're not calling like hey i just wanted to call you jonathan because i want you to know that i think you specifically you know suck and uh you know i hate you they're calling because it's something that has nothing to do with you but they're they're using you as the lightning rod to to, to absorb their their frustration indeed they do but 
way that people treat people is a huge thing in this world with everything else that's going on in the country. But, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. That simple. Don't be a douche. Tell, uh, I mean, what's the worst? What's what's the worst it gets with these people? Well, either they're cussing you out, threatening to come find you, burn your house down. It's like a, somewhat like a Call of Duty lobby. So I don't even know how to do tell me to find me and fuck my mom. But he really? Didn't. Did he? Did he do it? Nah. See, that's the thing. These people, I mean, I, 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 you, I feel like you got nothing to worry about. These people are, you know, empty threats. But why did, why, why did this guy tell you that he was going to go to your house and fuck your mom? Well, basically, I gave him an answer he didn't want to hear. And I kept on repeating the same thing because he wouldn't understand. So he got all mad. And then he threatened to fuck my mom. And I did not take that personally. My mom is a very beautiful woman. Hmm. What's your, what? I have a question for you, John. Did you say Jonathan, John? Either one. I've been called worse. Jo- I, I can. I've so I've heard. John, wh- what's your bad habit? What's my bad habit? Snorting lines and fucking dimes, my friend. Really. Nah, I kicked that shit back in like three years ago, dog. Do you feel like being high on cocaine would help you deal with the aggression that you receive from the call center? Or do you feel like it would make you in turn more aggressive when you have to put on your sort of customer service, you know, chill vibes? (laughs) Well, man, I did debt collections before same kind of call center gig. But I was doing a Mm. lot of blow at the time and it made me Mm. great at it. Really? To why why oh, yeah. why why do you why did it why do you think cocaine made you better at customer service? You ever seen Wolf of Wall Street? I have. I saw it a while ago. Dude, I was straight up Jordan Belfort up in that motherfucker. Mm. See, this is tough, right? Because I I feel like with drugs, the 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 trajectory of it or whatever is you know it bleeds into these other parts of your life and you're like i can't show up at work because i'm high all the time i can't function but how do you kick a drug that helps you function better that must be difficult because you don't hit rock bottom you your life it works for you well that that's a very good question and i'm glad you asked that basically it triggers a certain part of your brain that makes you feel a sense of accomplishment, like cocaine, for example. Yes. It gives you a sense of accomplishment, like yes. basically, so you do something really good and you feel proud of yourself, it's instantly like that. Mm-hmm. However, it's a very difficult thing to come off of. Now myself, I just stopped doing it. And it was very, very hard. Like I got sweats, paranoia, just crazy shit. But it just takes passion to really want to get help. And some people don't really realize that. Mm. How long have you been sober for? Uh, three years now. Fuck yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Do you ever, like, are you ever just like someone's fucking chewing you out and you d- d- go, you hide inside of a cocaine fantasy in your brain? Sometimes. And then sometimes whenever my friends have it, I just get this gut feeling. I call it the lizard brain where all your primal instincts just take over 
and just want to go full Tony Montana on that. Oh yeah, uh, no, I, I feel you on the lizard brand. Oh yeah, the gecko brand. Well, Jonathan, man, I'm happy to hear that things have been going uh, well for you. I'm happy to hear you've been able to kick it and and, and stay strong. Real quick, before we go, I want to end on a good note here. What, tell me about the two percent. Uh, for people on Twitch, John, Jonathan was telling us about how um, 98. Jonathan works at a call center. He said 98% of people he interacts with are, are huge douchebags. But I, I want to ask you about the the 2% that aren't. Well, most of them are either younger people or people that actually need or well, that I can actually help them out with stuff. Because I work for a bank, but I do like check fraud. So people get their checkbook stolen or their check stolen, whatever else. And like if their case has been resolved, I tell them like, mm-hmm. yo, it's, it's done. You dig? You feel me? They're like, oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Or like if they get an answer they don't like. They don't like it. Yeah. But it's very rare that we get good calls. And most of our calls are based off surveys. Our surveys aren't good. Our supervisors mm-hmm. bitch at us all day. Mm-hmm. So, but do you ever want to do something else? Do you ever want to like day trade like what the Wolf of a Wolf of Wall Street did? You are you ever thinking about getting out of call center? Man, you know, I've been thinking about doing that or maybe audio engineering, something like that. You know, music's a big passion of mine. Beautiful, man. Well well, Jonathan, man, congratulations on three years and I, I wish you the best of luck moving forward. Appreciate you calling in and sharing with us. Hey, man, I appreciate it, too, Lyle. Congratulations on your success. I mean, Gecko. And uh, um, keep crazy. hanging in there. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You have a good night. You, too, buddy. Bye. Hey, hey, this is Lyle chiming in again to let you know that these next three calls, I will be accompanied by a guest. Okay? The guest's name is Attorney Tom. He is at Attorney Tom on all social medias. He is a personal injury attorney. He's a good friend of mine, and um, he's helped me out on here with a few calls. So, yeah, just wanted to give you some context for that. Attorney Tom forever. Love you. Let's get back into the calls. Call from Cat. Hello? Hi. Hi, is this Gek? Oh, my God, no way. Is this really? Oh, my God, am I here? Is this let, real? Let what? me ask you. Let me ask you a question, and I'm going to give you. Uh, 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 how? What year were you born? I was born in '97. What's up? What's up? What's your name, dude? Cat. You could call me Cat. Cat. Hello, yeah, Cat. How How are you doing? I What's have, up? I'm. I'm. Wow. This is exciting. Wow. I. I never thought I'd get to talk to you. This is amazing. Well, I never thought that I would get to talk to you either, Cat. Yeah, what are the odds, you know? Uh, well, listen, I'm here. I'm here with my good friend, Attorney Tom, and we're we're out here asking people if they've ever been in trouble. Cat, have you ever been in trouble? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've been in trouble. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I want to go with this, really. Um, yeah, I've been in trouble. Hmm. Real quick, I have to ask. I have uh, real quick. I'm gonna break the whatever here, Tom. I have to ask. I I, I felt I, are are is there like any fear of like oh I don't want to be in the situation where this 
story is being told because you're afraid of uh, a liability or anything like that. I wanted to check with you about that. No, because I no, see because re- on the other on that other call, I saw you were you were getting nervous, and well, I had well, I had to check well, in. Well, the, the the other call was getting into some pretty uh, you know polarizing race yes. issues yes yes and, and you know we're, we're we're trying to have fun we're trying to learn sure. we're trying to grow understandable you know and, and you know we're just we're going down a, a a path that yes you know that could have ruined the whole rest of the stream you know but no i'm not concerned you know pe- people know that I'm, I'm just here as a guest and i'm not their lawyer and mm-hmm. You know, we're just we're having fun, and you know, people can use their oh, own I judgment. To, on that, on, on your on Tom, hey Tom, um, I think it would be cool if he was like part of the green screen. Like, if you could give him like a body, like he's just in a little like box on the stream. Oh, but you could have like put him in the green screen. I like, know, dude. Ne- like, no, I, I actually, I actually, you know what, Cat? I thought the exact same thing as to like when I called Tom, like right before I called the show, I saw he was in front of his green screen. I'm like, ah, fuck, we should have done like a, a thing. But maybe, maybe next time, I'll, you know, he and yeah, I will maybe, be floating okay. through space yeah, and everything. Cool. Um, but anyway, Cat, tell us. I mean, oh, you God. said you don't know where oh. to start, you know. And look, start anywhere, you know. It doesn't doesn't really matter oh. where you start. Okay, well, I guess one time I got pulled over, and um, this was when I was, like, 20. I admitted to having a beer, and the cop was just, like, a really big dick, and um, I was driving fast. But, you know, I was, like, leaving work, and I was behind, like, you know, other people I worked with. And, like, it was, like, you know... 3 a.m., whatever. We're all just driving, and cop pulls me over, so I was like, yeah, um, I had a beer, because he said he smelled it. He probably didn't smell anything on my breath, but... Was it true you had one one beer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then, um, so he was like, oh, well, that's illegal, because you're underage, and yeah, so he ended up, um, I ended up going to jail that night for, like, eight hours, and... They took my breathalyzer, which ended up being zero, but I still had to go through like whatever, whatever class. You, you that admitted took, like two months or whatever. Cat, you know, yeah. Had, had, had you got pulled over and said, "Officer, I'm not talking about my day," you I probably know. would have just got a speeding ticket. You know what? Yeah, you're so right, and I wish I would have known that. But I was just, I was young, and no one ever tells you these things. It's yeah, like they intimidate. You, have, you know, it's intimidating. Yeah, but, you never, you never want to like just tell them like straight up, like, yeah, I've, I've had anything. No, you, you can't, you can't do that. Look, I know, you have I know that to now. be, you have to be respectful. You can't be a total jerk to them, but you also have to assert your uh, rights. You know, officer, I'm not talking about my day. Why am I pulled over? Am I free to go? Yeah. They say, well, why, why aren't you answering questions? Huh? That's suspicious. Why aren't you answering questions? You know, you've probably been drinking, haven't you? Officer, I'm not talking about my day. I'm sorry. I'm not talking about yeah, my I day. Think he, he's just a dick. He, he seems like his wife cucks them all the time. And I just, I don't, I don't think that, you know, he, he's, he's just not a good dude. He's probably racist also. So that's not good. But yeah, and I also, I also, um, just admittingly, I did have like a little bit of heroin on me, like in my underwear, so I had to hide that. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it sounds like you got off easy now. <laughs> no one ever caught me for that, and you know what? It's, yeah, um, I'm okay. <laughs> so they sent you. What did you do? What did? Can I? What did you do with the heroin when they sent you to jail? How did you like? Okay, okay, listen. Okay, so it was in my pocket when they put me in the car. Um, and so what I had to do was like. While they were searching my car, because they ended up finding weed in me, on like, in my car, too. Because they were like, oh, well, I'm going to search your car now. Um, so they did that. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, I do have weed in there. Whatever. Which, you know, since they, they just, like, okay, that, that's been taken off my record because of updated weed laws. But anyways. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was in my pocket, and I'm sitting in the back of the car. I have to finesse my, you know, handcuffed hands behind me into my pocket where I dig around, find it. It's like in a little wrapped up piece of foil. And then I move that into my, like, into my jeans. I was wearing skinny jeans, so they were really tight. So I could just, like, you know, it was, it was not going to go anywhere. So it was in my, like, in between my thighs and my pants. So, yeah, it, it was in there. And then it, it was even, even weirder because I had to use the bathroom, like, when I got to the station. And they have to supervise you, like, when you do that. So I had to be, like, so careful. I, like, made eye contact with the cop, you know, and just, like, you know, just, like, trying to use the bathroom, just being awkward about it. But, yeah, luckily it didn't fall out or anything. So, so yeah, yeah, I got away with bringing heroin into into yeah. jail yeah which you know you, i ended up doing make a lot of money after doing i that. got out of jail so not that i condone it but you got you got off very easy that 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 was that was quite a plot twist here um well no it was kind of it was it was a little annoying honestly i don't i wouldn't say it was easy it took a lot of, you know, time out of my life. Oh, it could have taken like, way more. Okay, listen, listen. The lawyer I had, the lawyer you get for court really matters. The lawyer I had was a piece of shit. He was a grubby-ass old, old fucking fuck, and he just, he did not handle my case very well. And I'm upset about it. He ended up, you know what happened to him? He ended up, so he was like a guy my dad knew. He was like friends with my dad and... My dad doesn't know very great people, but, um, yeah, so, turns out this guy isn't a lawyer anymore. He's on the run because he lost the case to some guy, and that guy started making threats to him, so now he's out of the office. So, yeah, you hear that, Tom? You better, you better not fuck up. Whoa, hey, Noted. hey. Noted. No, yeah. What, yeah why, 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 why was he people. so bad? What didn't what did you like about him? Well, what I didn't like about him is, like, you know, he's, like, he just didn't fight that hard. He didn't, he could have been, like, oh, well, you can't prove that she was drinking because but my you, breathalyzer was at zero. They couldn't have proved it anyway. Yes, they could so, have proved it. You know why? Because they well, can they get, could, okay, I'm going to put the officer on the it, stand. Just because I say <laughs> it doesn't mean I did it. Uh, I mean, that's pretty tough to, uh, I'm going to put the officer on the stand in front of a jury. I'm going to go, Mr. Officer, 
What did Miss Cat tell you when she was in the back of the police car? She told me that she'd been drinking. Are you sure that's no, what I she didn't. said? Yes. No. Okay. Miss Cat, did you tell the officer you've been drinking? Yes. Okay. Well, there okay, you go. Okay. So what was her breathalyzer? What was you, what were the uh, breathalyzer results? Objection irrelevant. By the time you take test. a breath objection irrelevant. By the time you take a breathalyzer, you your one drink has been processed. But you're an underage drinker; it's not even allowed under the law. Hmm. I want a T-shirt with "Objection Irrelevant" on it. Or I guess "Relevant." It's not irrelevant. I'm sorry, I've been in court in a long time. Objection, relevant. <sighs> well, cat, uh, I'm sure I, I'm I'm sure that you've got you know. Lot, lots more stories to tell, but I think I think we're about out of time here. Oh. Okay. Um, but thank you for calling in and uh, you know, bearing your soul to us. Um. Yeah. I'm just kind of bored. Aren't we all? Thank you, Kat. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Lyle, do we think that was real? Uh, you know what, Tom? I've been doing... I've been taking calls with strangers and having people tell me things for, you know... the uh, not, a, not a really long time, but I, I, no, I no longer ask that. Uh, I don't think any... I don't think it matters if it was real. At the end of the day. I mean, I guess percept, you know, reality is just what we perceive. So, exactly. You know, if we can, I mean, that was a pretty clear picture in our head. So, I mean, it existed in our minds at the yes. very least. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high-interest savings account. 
Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Call from Sam. Sam. What's up, Sam? Oh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm actually pretty new to uh, the therapy gecko. Oh hell yeah! The paralegal gecko. So, how did um, you yeah, find no, out? I have, uh, I have a list of crimes. A, you like have a whole to, list. I mean, well, I don't know about a whole list. Well, here, let me tell you. I mean, you know, look, let me tell you something about therapy gecko. Is we we appreciate you know when people come in prepared, Sam. So I'm glad you made a list. Yep. Like I said, I'm new, so I don't really know a whole lot. I actually just subbed today. Oh, thank you, dude. So, well, what's what's yeah. number? What's let's let's start at the top. What's what's on what's on your list? Um, I'd say probably the first was like criminal trespass. But that's really not that big of a deal. Well, what 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 about criminal trespass? Is there a question or just the subject in general? Just the subject in general. I never really got convicted or anything for it. But when I was 17, I did get a DUI. Has that affected you in your in your later life? Yeah, because I couldn't drive until I was like 18. But then also, I also got my license taken away again because I had a fake ID when I was like 18. Does did did your fake ID have somebody else's name on it? Yes, my brother's. It's a, it's a, yeah. It was also not even the same state. Some old man who looks like Santa Claus just took it from me at a sketchy gas station. Right on. So, some some random guy. He took it from you. Yeah, but I was Which... like, hey, that's my license. I need it. But he scanned it under the machine, and it said I was a thousand years old, so it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is the thing? And I remember this, like in high school, when like people were using fake IDs and stuff. Like, which is the one that's worse? Using like like creating a fake person or using someone else's thing? Which is the one you you get more? No, well, for? well, well, both. Well, so, I know they're both I bad. Mean, listen here. Yeah, okay. Listen, chat. I'm not advocating for people to get fake IDs. However, if you have a fake ID, it's a lot better if you use your own name and just fake the date of birth. Because in the alternative, it can be identity fraud. And even if you create a name, like make up a name, odds are there's somebody with that name. And that's identity fraud, and that can be a lot worse. And I actually personally know somebody who's kind of was in my high school, like, sphere. I wasn't really, you know, friends with her. But, uh, you know, we would go off to college, and then a year later, everybody goes, oh, did you hear so-and-so got convicted of a felony for having an ID with somebody else's identity? I mean, that's a bad beat. You know, bad beat. Yeah, yeah, no. So, um, also that's that's kind of the thing that happened is, uh, I went, you know, and then the guy who was working at the gas station 
gave it to the police department. And then the police department came to my house and then they tried to arrest me for impersonation of someone else. But then they realized that it was just my brother's fake ID that he gave to me after he turned 21. Wait, yeah. So it was your brother's fake ID, but it was his. It was your brother's like it was shitty his brother's, like your brother's real name. ID that he was using. Oh, uh, okay. No, 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 no. It was his brother's fake. Oh. So he got it when he was underage, and then he just gave it to me because it kind of like looked like. Mm. Mm. And your brother got so, off yeah, scot free. Actually, it worked for him. Yeah, yeah, it worked for him. But then, like. Well, actually, his got taken once, but that's a whole nother story. So it was like a spare. But, uh, yeah, so I was, like, basically put in the back of a cop car. And then just, they sat me in my driveway. And I yelled at the police officer and also brandished a knife at him. That was, like, a whole nother thing. Oh, my God. Your brother brandished a knife at the police officer? No, I did. Oh. That's not smart. No, it just wasn't a good move. No, no, no. Well, yeah, I know it wasn't a good move. Now, I mean, I was drunk at the time. And I mean, did you get did you get arrested that night? Did you spend that night in jail? No, no, actually, I didn't. He actually let me go after my mom talked to him. Wow, because I was like eighteen years old in college. I mean, not I'm in high school. Your mom must have the gift of gab. I mean, she kind of does. I mean, I got pulled over, like maybe like a month ago. When I was driving back from Colorado after like Thanksgiving. Well, how how did your mom convince a cop not to arrest you after you pulled a knife on him? Uh, well, it was actually the police officer that kind of did did that. He was kind of just like, "Hey, buddy, don't do that ever again." But I took it out of my pocket and I flipped it open. So I'm surprised he didn't shoot me right then and there. That's how on. I can't believe that he let you go after that. He just said, hey, buddy, don't do it again? Pretty much. Oh, my God. But it was 2 a.m. He actually, like, he came to my house. He knocked on my door. I was already asleep. Like, I was drinking all night. And then he came to my door. My mom woke me up. She's like, put some put some pants on. There's a police officer who wants to talk to you. But, you know, they always, like, kind of stop and ask if you have any weapons before you get in the cop car. Okay. And so I took out my knife and I flicked it open at him. And I was like, yeah, I have this knife. But I mean, like, it was open and pointed at him. Lyle, I, I think we should... Uh, <laughs> I think, we should think the logical on? conclusion, this, this... We should probably pivot stories. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's probably... Let's, idea. Just, let's just recap it with you're very fortunate. And yes. That yeah, probably no, would not have been the same I outcome I mean, I should be dead. for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, what 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 did you say your name was? Sam. Sam, what are you what are you doing now with uh, you know this second chance at life that you've been given? Um, currently nothing. I've been trying to get jobs. I had a job at a bar, but it didn't work out. It didn't work out because it didn't show up. That will, that will generally do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why, <laughs> yeah, why, well, why, why didn't you show up? Um, because it was very uh, toxic. 
workplace environment. I was so only working there for like two weeks. Oh, so why'd you apply in the first place? Did you not know it was toxic until then? No, I mean, I didn't. So I worked there for two weeks, and I was like, hey, this kind of messed up. Well, what was toxic so about didn't it? show up. What's that? You you... So was the move not showing up, or do you think you should have just let him put him on notice that you're quitting? I mean, I probably should have told him, but it was like the day of, like, I had an epiphany, sort of. It was actually, I was supposed to show up New Year's Day, and I had an epiphany this last New Year's. You had an epiphany? That it was not a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it was not a good idea. To not show up? Yes, because it was a bad job. And also, my brother kind of talked me out of it, so... Which your name was? One more time. Sorry, I'm bad with names. Sam. 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 Well, Sam. Yeah. Listen. Uh, as we've established, you've been giving uh, a, a second chance at life, and uh, you know, good luck to you. Hope that you spend it wisely, and um, yep. you have a good night, my guy. Yeah. Also, thank you. Of course. For um having me be a part of this uh show and uh even though it was kind of all over the place with all of everything i said i really appreciate it and all of your tiktoks that's actually kind of what got me to join oh thank so, you man i appreciate thank that thank you man um yep. you have a good night sam yeah you as well hello how are you? I'm good. Can you get, can you, are you, can Hello. you get any closer to the phone? I am, I, I'm at the phone right now. Yeah, uh, what's your name? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. What's your name? Uh, Caroline. Caroline. My name's Caroline. How are you doing, Caroline? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, <sighs> Caroline. Uh, do you have anything? Do you have anything on your, that you just want to get off your chest, Caroline? Um. Okay. So you guys were. This is a lawyer, and um, right. And you were asking if you've done any crimes. Mm -hmm. I think I have some crimes to admit to. Okay. Okay. Sometimes I scam old men off the internet for money. Ooh. I think that's a crime, isn't it? Well, hold on. Let's let's go into this. Are you pr promising something that you're not delivering on? Yes. Okay. Um I don't know. This is I I know, look, I I want to be careful with the questions I ask. But, <laughs> you know, I I would think that, you know, like, are you talking about like a sugar daddy type of site? Um, yeah, I, okay. So I have done like the cam model stuff before, and that has given me like a following of old men. And sometimes they message me and they're like, Hey, I'll pay you for this. Send it to me. And I'm like, all right, send me the money first. And then they send me the money and I block them. <laughs> 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I think I think under those pretenses, that's that's probably a scam. That's, I I would I would even go as far as to say that you have an oral contract, if not maybe even a written contract, if it's over text, um, for you know money in exchange for services, and um, you know you're not performing. Now, the logical follow up to that is you know generally i would anticipate nobody wants to follow through with enforcing that through court because one it would be embarrassing for them and two you know lawyers charge hundreds of dollars an hour i'm not sure how much you're particularly charging but you know if a lawyer is going to work on a case for a minimum of 100 hours it would have to be a substantial amount of money that you are charging for it to make economic sense for them to bring a lawsuit against you to enforce. But yeah, I mean, I think I think technically what you're doing is scamming. But but now yeah. these service like these services that you are claiming that you are 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 promising but not uh, delivering. There are there, are they in the first place legal services? Are they legal services um i don't know (laughs) i'm not sure about the laws on that and stuff i probably should before i do it right but um (laughs) well it's like only only fans is like legal yeah i mean you know um so long as you're you know an adult which you are and the other person's an adult and you know it's all in exchange over phone, you know, like, you know, in some, some States, you know, you, like, you know, pro, like, not to get too into it, but you know, like in Nevada, like prostitution. Right. But that's, I'm pretty sure the only state where that's illegal, but we're not talking about that. Hey, my, and my girlfriend. Here. <laughs> we're talking about, uh, only fans. We're talking about only fans and prostitution. Yeah. Hey, Rachel, how are you? She came at a um, she came at a good time. Hello. <laughs> so so you you were into cam you were into cam modeling but you got out of it. Yeah, I did it for a while and then I got out of it and um I had a boyfriend that was like you can't do that. So I was like, okay, whatever because I was dumb. And then I broke up with him and now I have a lovely girlfriend and she sometimes helps me out with these acts. I don't do it like all the time and I don't do it for like large amounts of money. It's just whenever I'm like feeling a little crazy and somebody's DM'd me and they're like, can I get this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just occasionally. It's not all the time, but it is, um, I think the only crime that I have. But if, so if you have like a bunch of, what I'm curious about is if you have a bunch of followers, like, are you, are you still doing like, not like, scamming people like actual like cam modeling or like OnlyFans or anything? Um, okay. I did it was sort it was just like a cam it was just like a cam site. Yeah. Um so I don't do it as much anymore because and then it's a cam site and then I stopped doing it and then I started doing it again. But um someone found out my Instagram somehow. And uh. also I just have 
um, some creepy men that follow my Instagram and ask for things because creepy men um, often do that to young women mm-hmm. on social media. So are you are you glad to be you know out of out of this this uh, 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 world of of camming? Um, I'm sort of indifferent to it, really. Um, mm-hmm. I I was fine with it, and then I found out one day. I don't know why I didn't know this, but I looked up my username, and I <laughs> I looked up my username, and in the images is just like everything and i was like i have got to i can't uh, yeah. do this anymore because mm-hmm. <laughs> i also used my username for like other i don't know like just sites where I, or like like my private snapchat or like right. that i have and i was like i cannot do this anymore so i don't want our gay babies to see you <laughs> yeah um i'm with my girlfriend right now actually she okay so we have both been calling the number a lot and she finally got it What's what, I want to hear about her crimes as well. Okay, here's Lily. Her name's Lily. Oh, um, Lily. I mean, I don't really have any crimes. I think she's she's the wild one, and I kind of I kind of mother her. You're more of an accomplice type. Yeah, I mean, like I like I'm, I guess I'm more of like the I'm younger, but I'm more of like the older one. I tell her to like clean her room and stuff. But the ironic thing. The ironic thing about it is that I call her mommy in bed. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I can hear the embarrassment <laughs> in her voice from here. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm sorry. You get- <laughs> I just wanted to publicly apologize to her that I said that to how many people? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. There's only like 460 people, and I promise you, it's only like 70 percent chance of that getting clipped. Of course. I mean, I don't mind. I don't. Nobody. nobody knows. Honestly, nobody knows who we are. Sometimes you make TikToks about it, though, so that's payback. Okay. Okay. Sorry. It's all right. I don't mind. I like the attention. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, I'm glad that you. You guys seem like you have a good. Uh, you have a very well-oiled conflict resolution machine between you two. I feel like you guys resolved that dispute fairly quickly. Yeah, I think that's a healthy yeah, relationship. We don't, we don't, Definitely. We, don't fight. we, like, never fight. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. Oh, my God. Do you, do you, th- you think that's, that's a, you think that's a bad thing that you guys never fight? Is that, is that, do you, do you consider that to be healthy in a relationship? Having, you know... I don't know. Conflict? People say it's not. But we, you know, we've only been dating for like five months. There hasn't been like an issue big enough for an argument. Like it, it would, it would not be healthy if we had an issue that was argument worthy and you just like sort of shoved it down. Yeah. Like I don't, and I'm just not going to argue with you. I'm just going to like, listen, I'm be like, all right, I'm just too chilled out for that. But we're afraid about what our fi- first fight will be. We like guess what we think it'll be and like who will start it. Like we're kind of worried about it. I don't know. Five months is 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 pretty good for you know no fights. Thanks, we appreciate it. <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe maybe if we have a fight, we'll try to come on and tell you about it. We'll try to mediate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! Please, that's so sweet. Thank you. I, we got to do that. The 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 uh, gag couples the canceling night. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that would be such a good idea. Couples counseling. Couples counseling. Yeah. I love it. Well, uh, Caroline, Lily, thank you guys for for calling in, and uh, you know, I wish you, I wish you two all the happiness in the world. Thank you, King. Bye. Good night, guys. Bye. Yeah. So, so that's totally scamming. You know. Mm-hmm. It's totally. Yeah, you know, I was, I was hesitant at the beginning. You know, I thought maybe she's going with the direction like you know. She's like just flirting with these old guys and they just throw money at her. And, you know, I would have said that's the old guy's problem, you know, right, but, right, right. but, but she was promising, uh, photos or services and, you know, just took their money and blocked them. But you, I mean, but you, I mean, you, you were totally correct when you're like, well, all right, who's, who's going to go to a, uh, you know, file a lawsuit against someone for not, you know, sending them. You right. Know, I mean, totally. It's it's totally unrealistic, you know, on the civil side for somebody to go through that process. You know, it'd be embarrassing. It'd be expensive. And you're probably only arguing over like, you know, a few hundred bucks, you know. I do I wonder if if so, there's got to be someone who does who's not embarrassed at all, who who uh, has. There's got to have been a lawsuit about that at some point oh, in, to- in history. I, I bet, yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent. I'm just playing the uh, statistics. You know, like yeah. ninety nine. You know, there's probably some guy. You know, like there's been people who have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars suing over like a hundred dollars. Like you know, it's oh, just yeah. the principle of the matter. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like that kind of thing. So if somebody really had, you know, had it out for Miss Caroline, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, come on, let's get real. And then. If that ever happened, Caroline could just be like, yeah, here's your money back. Go away. You know? Right, right. So. She's she's got a good thing going. Not that I endorse any illegal activity of any kind. Hey, this is Lyle chiming back in to say that if you are enjoying the podcast that you are currently listening to and you would like to support the production of said podcast, then you can head on over to www.patreon.com slash Lyle forever and sign up for the Patreon for only five bucks a month. You can get access to exclusive streams, access to the exclusive Gek Legends Discord, and access to uh, wonderful feelings associated with allowing me to eat food and live in a place which I need to not die, which I need to be able to be alive, which I need to be able to do this podcast. Um, it helps out a lot if you don't want to because you want the money for something else that costs $5. That's fine too. That makes sense. I understand either way. Also, be sure to check out the Therapy Gecko Souvenir Shop at www.therapygecko.com to purchase yourself a magical souvenir to commemorate our travels throughout the Gecko universe. And that's it. That's my ad read. There's no sponsors. Just the merch at www.therapygecko.com and the Patreon at patreon.com slash Forever. And that's it. I'll shut up. Let's get back into the calls. All from John. 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 Hey, Gecko. How are you, man? 
I'm all right. How are you, John? Man, I'm hanging in there. In where? Oh, well, I'm in the heart of uh, the U.S., man. Wyoming? (laughs) Kansas. Do you like Kansas? Uh, I've been in better places, man. You know what a third culture kid is? A what? Third culture third kid? Third culture kid? Yeah. No, what, what is a third culture kid? That's a child who has grown up in a country other than their parents' origin or the nationality in which they are. So, I just wanted to tell you a story, man. I caught Please. you about, I don't know, an hour ago. Please. Yeah. Can I go with? I'm sorry. You got something? No, 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 no don't, don't be sorry. Um, you want to tell me a story? Yeah, um, you've been giving me therapy since I was eight, man. I'm a 45 year old man, and you have taken me back to a time that brings me joy. It was scary when I was seven, and my parents told me we're moving to Africa. We were leaving Nebraska. My dad wanted to be a missionary. And we got to Liberia five days before I turned eight. And the first night we were there, we went to our new home. And up in the corner of the room was a gecko. And my mom got my sister and I, and she was four, and said, hey, we got a pet. It's a gecko. Look. What should we name it? And we named it Peter. And we were like, all right, cool. We lived there for a couple days. And we moved to a new house. And in the new house, there was a gecko. Because this is tropical West Africa. And there's a gecko in every room in every house. But I didn't know that because I was seven. And my mom says, look, there's a gecko. It's a repeat. And so being seven, growing up overseas in a strange foreign country, I got comfort every time I went somewhere and I saw a gecko. It's the Mm. weirdest thing, man. I may be crazy, but I just caught you tonight. And I thought I'd listen in and try to give you a call and tell you my story. That's all I got for you, man. Tell me, tell me. What is it about these geckos that give you comfort? They they reminded you of oh that time well, in no, your life. Just, nah, yeah, yeah. Well, we always called geckos repeats now in my family. So we got little like stuffed beanbag geckos and stuff that we got from you know mementos and things like that. But it was just being seven and having been uprooted, growing up in you know the middle of the country in, in the U.S. and then all of a sudden you're flying like three thousand miles mm-hmm, across the mm-hmm. world and you land in this country seven degrees north of the equator and it's 98 degrees all day every day and you walk out and you've got no friends everybody everybody's african you're white you know you're just this little kid and having some continuity in your life you know it wasn't a big deal it's not really a big deal it's just cool that you know you're a therapy gecko and it it took me back but uh i love that you call them repeats yeah, that's right. My mom, you know, person to humor. 
she gave it to me. <clears throat> do you do you think of that every time you see? It? I mean, I don't know how often you see a gecko out in the wild before you know the stream, but do you think of that every time you see a gecko out in the wild? If oh yeah, ever Ge- yeah, yeah. It's totally a family joke, you know. So every time I see a gecko, I think back. Yeah, absolutely. How long? How long were you in Liberia for? I got there five days before I turned eight, and um, I was there in at Christmas in '89 when the Civil War broke out. And we had just left. Um, we got the call five days um, at Christmas, basically, is when the rebels came in the country. And we got the phone call, and I'm in ninth grade, and my parents go, "Hey, John, um, Stacy, that's my sister." She, they said. There's been a coup. The rebels have come in from Nimba County and they're trying, you know, they're marching on the Capitol. And as a kid growing up, you know, in school, we had a coup every year. Like it was, you know, once or twice a year, somebody tried to overthrow the government. We'd wake up in the morning and be like, no school today. We'd be like, oh, it's a snow day, you know, like mm-hmm, <laughs> no mm-hmm, school. Mm-hmm. We're going back tomorrow. Right. Um, but that Civil War, man, that war, I don't know if you know the history of Liberia uh, at no. all. But, since 89, but from 1989 till 2005, that country was in civil war. So I lost all my friends that I grew up with over there. You know, I got a few like, American friends, obviously, and, and international friends from there. But the village kids I grew up with are all, I mean, who knows what happened to them. Did, did you have friends that were killed? Uh, I'm, I'm sure there probably were, man. But I was living close enough to the capital city that pretty much everybody came from the interior of the country to the capital city. So the fighting arrived eventually, but by then it was pretty much a done deal. It wasn't, I don't think any of my friends ended up being child soldiers or actually being killed at all. Um, but it is mm-hmm. quite possible. That's good. Um, so you were there. So let's see. So you let, you left in ninth grade. Right. Left in ninth grade, fully expected to go back, spend the next three years of high school in Liberia before I graduate and come back to the States. But because the war broke out, my parents got reassigned, and I ended up in uh, Nigeria instead. So you stayed in Africa. You didn't go back to... When, when did you eventually go back to the U.S.? I came back to the States for college. But from third grade all the way through the end of high school, man, I was in, I was in Liberia, Nigeria, West Africa for all but 16 months. Wow. What was it like coming back from, what was it like going to the U.S. from Africa and like, you know, still, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're white and you have a, you know, American accent, but, you know, you're, the culture is still, you know, different. A from lot of people have a, in. yeah, a lot of people have a lot of trouble with that. There's a lot of missionary kids that have trouble with that. Um, I didn't, I'm a bit of a chameleon. I kind of fit in everywhere, you know? Okay. You you had less trouble. You you say you, so. You you yeah. consider yourself adaptable in general. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm flexible. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go anywhere. I got friends all over the world, all different nationalities, all different races, all different uh, religious backgrounds. You know, my parents like. You know, I heard you talk about your bar mitzvah, and you hadn't talked to God since. I pretty much don't go to church anymore either, even though I grew up in the on the mission field. Oh, yeah. Is that a conscious decision? Did you decide to leave the church for any particular reason? Not really. A little bit of it's blowback on what happened with my dad, though. He uh, had been working and pouring his you know, soul into uh, theological education by extension, which is a program of taking seminary classes to 
leaders of churches that couldn't come to seminary. And they basically, well, they axed that program after about 15 years of him doing it. And uh, uh, the way they handled it uh, wasn't very impressive. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he, and he left the mission field, came back to the States. And, uh, you know, he pastors a small church now here in Kansas, 38 people. But How does he feel about the fact that you don't uh, go to church anymore? Uh, he's not happy about it, but you know he'd like for me to come with him, but you mm-hmm. know go to their church, but I don't. But they don't bug me about it. It's good they don't bug you about it. Um, no. What do you What do you do now? Oh, I'm in corporate finance. I uh, I look at mergers and acquisitions. I'm trying to figure out how to finance uh, power plants, solar power plants in a regulated utility environment. It's pretty boring, very mass and finance based, but it is what I do. My talent, <laughs> I enjoy numbers, always have. Hmm. Um, do you, do, does what you do, do you feel, I mean, you, 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 you know, where, where, where else have you spent extended amounts of time in besides uh, Africa? You said you have friends all over the world or was it that you had like friends in Africa that then went all over the world? Well, yeah, that they, they they I met them all in Liberia, Nigeria. But when you get to school every semester, pretty much twenty five percent of the class is new. You know, mm-hmm. people are going on furlough; they're coming back after a year being gone, that sort of thing. So you're always constantly making new friends and losing friends. I mean, the only constant in your life is the fact that your friends are going to change. People are going to come and go from your life. That's just it. That's just the way it is. I don't have the only. You asked another caller how many you know close friends he had. I had one. He passed away in Hawaii. He got drunk one night and high and, and jumped off the edge of the east, east side of the big island and drowned. Sorry to hear that. I got, yeah, I appreciate it. It was um, you know 18 years ago. Um, but um, but yeah, people come and go. You know, you make fast friends. When you see them again 10 years later, you pick up like it never happened. Like you know, you know, mm-hmm. you never uh, missed them. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you are you married? Uh, going through a divorce, man. So, sorry to hear that. But, yeah, I appreciate it. Yes, I am married. <clears throat> I got two kids. They're wonderful. One's a senior. One's awesome. a sophomore in high school. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Have they been? Uh, uh, are they well traveled? Did you take them around different places? Did you have you taken your kids back to like Africa to show them sort of where you grew up? I have not yet. Um, the last time I was in uh, Africa was in 1997. Wow. Yeah. Well, what were you doing back there? Well, I graduated from high college, and my sister was graduating from high school, so I went back for her college, uh, high school graduation. Nice. How's it? That's the last time. It was a lot different back then, man. I was a little nine-year-old white kid running around Monrovia, Liberia, seven degrees north of the equator where everybody is um, everybody's black, and they watched out for the little kids. You know, they watched out for the little white kid. They didn't, you know, have people trying to kidnap you and hold you for ransom. That's what's happening out there now. You know, it's a horrible place to be. But it wasn't like that when I was there in the 80s. Mm. When people say, where are you from, John? I always go, how far back do you want me to go? Because my dad was still in the Navy when I was born in Iceland. <laughs> so, 
it is, you, it is a story journey I've been on. Do you, do you aspire in the future? I mean, you know, uh, uh, after sort of being planted in Kansas, do you aspire to travel again once, you know, they're still oh, killing us? Yeah. No, no kidding, man. Uh, yeah. I want to, I want to go all over the place again. I'm getting stir crazy. There's no doubt. Yeah. Well, dude, no um, thank you for, thank you for sharing this, this, this story. This is incredibly interesting. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for doing the show. It's really cool. Oh, of course, dude. What did you say your name was again? Uh, John. John? John, John yeah. J-O-H-N. John. Well, dude, thank you. Thank you again for calling in, man. Uh, I, I appreciate you being, um, you know, sharing what you shared with us. Yeah, man. My pleasure. Enjoy it. Thank you, man. Have a good night. Peace. Call from... Olivia. Olivia. Hello. What's your confession, Olivia? Um, I don't like my roommate too much. <laughs> Why don't you like your roommate? Um, I think it's just that we're living in such a small space and I'm not very social. It feels like you know, I'm forced to have social interactions constantly when, like, I would rather not. Is it, is it that you don't like your roommate or you just don't like to socialize? Maybe I just don't like to socialize. But maybe part of it is because she does like to socialize. So that makes me not like her as much. Does she like, do you think she gets upset with you for not wanting to talk to her? Um, I don't know. I'm not, you see, I'm not good at, not good at reading people, you know? How did you two meet? Um, we were paired as roommates as. I'm in college, and we were paired as freshmen, and we just, like, stuck together. So, you know, it was, um, at first, it was like she's, I mean, she is sort of one of my only friends, but it, at college, but it just gets tiring, you know, living with someone for so long. Things, little things start to build up, you know. Ooh, tell me about these little things. Um... This is going to sound sort of petty or maybe self-centered, but I started feeling like she's, like, copying me. Like, she used to only listen to one kind of music, and then she started following on me on Spotify, and now all she listens to is, like, my music. Is that petty? Is it petty of her to only listen to of, your music or is it petty no, of, you of to care? me of me to care why do you care or maybe it's a bit of a maybe it's a bit of a you know hipster superiority kind of thing that I need to work myself work on myself to deal with but I do I feel like 
I have all these like eclectic music and she used to listen to like classic rock basically exclusively. I don't know. Do do you Well, I'm curious why you know even if even if the idea even if the truth is that she did get it from you, have you considered, you know, viewing it, you know, sort of more fl- flattery, right? Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I have. It's just, you know, I think it's just one of those things where when you live with someone and especially now, cause we don't, we like, we don't go anywhere ever. And I just, you know, I hear her in the shower and she's listening to like the same three songs over and over. And they're songs that I know that I like that I kind of don't like anymore because <laughs> she listens to them so much. You know, it's why, just do, why does her listening to them? Is it, is, do you not like them because she started listening to them? No, I mean, it's just from hearing them so much, I guess. I've never really understood why, like, people's, people view an art thing differently because of the other people that like that thing. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I guess, I mean, it's, I mean, but hearing the same thing over and over, you know, that's going to bother anyone, I think. Like, I'll ruin songs for myself from listening to them too many times. What is your behavior like to your roommate? Do you ignore her when she tries to talk to you? No, I don't ignore her. I'll say something, but I'll try to say it in a way that indicates I don't really want to talk right now. And right now is most of the time. Like, um, but that, I mean, that's kind of how I am with a lot of people, actually. Like, um, Oh, what are you working on? And I'll just like say what it is and then, you know, nothing else. Do you have a lot of friends or do you have at least a small group of friends? Um, yeah, most of them are from high school though. So I don't see them very much anymore, but, um, at college I've only made like two or three real friends. Three is pretty good. I think so. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never thought friendship should be measured in uh, quantity anyway. You enjoying the rest of your college experience? Um. Well, it's been kind of ruined. I'm about to graduate, so like, big chunk of my time's been trashed, basically. Well, what's next for you, Olivia? <laughs> um who knows um my parents i think want me to go to some kind of grad school but 
too late to apply to that for next year, so I'll have to at least take one gap year, which I'm looking forward to. What are you going to do during the gap year? Um, I don't know. Apply to some kind of internship or something. I, I would like to travel somewhere. I don't know. I'm just sick of school, honestly. I feel like I need a break from it. Oh, yeah. School sucks. I'm very <laughs> grateful that I never have to go to school ever again. Yeah, I mean, I've always been good at it. I just, I'm just so worn out from it. Well, Olivia, I wish you the best of luck in whatever endeavor you decide to pursue next. Thank you so much, Gecko. I love you. Of course. I appreciate you, Olivia. Talk to you soon. Thank you for sharing. Bye. Call from Megan. Megan. Gek. Hi. Hi. So I had to look up statute of limitations before I talked, before I told you about my confession. <clears throat> what are the statute of limitations? Um, well, statute of limitations is how long I have before I could get in trouble for something or before I can no longer get in trouble for something. How long has it been? It's been 20 years. What's been 20 years? Since I had committed identity fraud. Why did you commit identity fraud? Well, it wasn't like I made this big plan to do it. I had some friends that did something stupid and they stole like some chick's wallet when they were helping her change her tire and she was like all drunk. It's a whole long story. <clears throat> Nonetheless, we went to the mall the next day and spent somebody's money. And I still feel guilty for it because it wasn't really obviously mine. <clears throat> Excuse me. And all we got was like stupid shit. Like I went to the Gap. What did you get at the Gap? I got a really cute like white sundress. It's weird that I can still remember that. Probably because they still feel guilty. What's the most expensive thing you bought with this woman's credit card? <sighs> Was a pair of Doc Martin boots. That were like 120 bucks. Hmm. Yeah. What, what happened with all the rest of the stuff? Did you ever give it back? Well, no. I don't even know who the person was. It wasn't even the, in the town I lived in. My friend and I had like gone over and visited some some dudes and then uh, they did that and then we went to a mall on their way back to transporting us home and so like I just had those boots for a while and that dress for a while and felt guilty and like the other people bought other stuff too but it was all just frivolous shit that you buy when you're 18 like now, really stupid shit what was the sort of spectrum of feeling bad about it. I assume that in a group of friends uh, spending another person's credit card, there's probably one friend who's like feels extremely guilt about, guilty about it. Uh, yeah. And then another friend who is so excited that they get to spend someone else's money. And yeah. then, you know, sort of a spectrum of people in between. Is that accurate at all? 
I would say probably. I think I was probably the one that was more worried about like spending this for, you know, freaking out about, oh my gosh, what if, you know, like kind of secretly hoping that this woman had already canceled them. I said she was shit house drunk when they ended up taking her wallet. That's a other stupid story. But like, I really felt bad about it. And so to think about it, I think I probably spent like 300 bucks and the dudes we were with, they were the ones that were like super excited to, you know, and it was back when they still had Sam goodies and shit. So they're buying like CDs. What did the guys, what was the most expensive things the guys bought? Oh God, I can't even remember like electronic shit. I'm sure. Cause we all just kind of split up with our cards. So how did this end? Did you ever get the cards back? Um, no, we actually like broke them into pieces, like little tiny pieces and then threw them out the window down the freeway. Wow. Yeah. That's 20 years ago. I still feel really bad. Which freeway? Maybe someone will come along and glue them back together. Because <laughs> the statute of limitations is up? Yeah. I mean, ah, she's probably canceled them by now. I'm going to hope. I mean... Like, they found this woman in a ditch. Like, Wait, what? drunk as a skunk. Yeah, like, the dudes we were with, they were out cruising around. I don't know. I think they were probably, like, going to the gas station to get us or finding someone to buy us a beer. We were all 18. And uh, they rolled up on this chick kind of in the ditch because of weather. And so they got out to help her. And she was just like, I mean, she was trying to hand them, like, money and stuff. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Thanks for not telling. You know, like, doing the thanks for not telling me. Thanks for helping me get my car out so she could drive home and then i don't know what why they felt the need to just take her wallet or wallet or whatever it was you know like what in that moment she was trying to be nice she was thankful was did they you know i don't know i'm not a psychologist i can't decide why they did that but wow so they just kind of stole this drunk woman's yeah wallet and then let yeah. her drive home yeah right wow Maybe mm. that's the real issue. Do you feel as I though hope. you've done enough in the past 20 years to repent for your involvement in this? Yes, I actually do. But I, it's weird to still feel guilty. Like I, I like work in social services. You know, I do all those kind of things. Advocate. You know, I won't go into that and get political. But I feel like I've given back a lot in the work that I do. So... But I, I still feel really guilty. It's kind of weird. Like I was telling my husband, I, I was like, I wonder if enough. I should confess to that. I appreciate that. Thanks, Gex. Really okay. enjoyed your stream last night for Valentine's Day. Thanks for uh, sharing that with us. Of course, Megan. Thank you so much All for right. calling in to confess. Thank you. You have a good night. You too. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Call from... Phil. Phil. Call from... Phil. He's behind. All right, he didn't turn the stream off. Oh, wow. I got through it. Did you? How's your night going? It's going all right. How was your night going, Phil? It's going okay. I'm eating dinner. What's for dinner, Phil? Uh, enchilada, rice, and beans. Did you make it or did you buy it? Uh, I bought it. <clears throat> you bought it. Where did you buy it from? Uh, a Mexican restaurant down the street. That's pretty good, man. For a second, I thought you were like the kind of dude that like makes enchiladas for himself, and I was about to be really impressed. Oh uh, no, I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to cook either. It's hard. It's too hard. It's too hard. Too much. It requires too much energy. Do you have a lot of energy? Um, it depends on the day. Do you have a lot I'm of energy right now? Right now? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. What's your confession? Um, I was thinking about it while I was calling you, and I used to be a bully in in middle school, actually. Used to be a bully. Yeah, I think about it sometimes. Um, What did you do? Randomly. Uh, I was part of a group of friends that didn't behave the best, and they would occasionally make fun of someone in our own group of friends. Now that I said that out loud, actually, they were not really friends. They were kind of assholes. At the end of this, are you going to reveal that you were the one that got bullied? No. I actually bullied someone with the other people. What were your transgressions? Say that again? Sorry. What were your transgressions? What was that? What were your transgressions? What's transgression? What were your transgressions? Oh, sorry. They would just make fun of people, and in order to um, fit in, I would as well. Tell me about this guy that you made fun of. Uh, so, I don't want to say his name. Let's call him John Doe. Um, you said what? Let's call him what? John Doe? 
Yeah. You say John Doe? Yeah, I don't want to say his name. Oh. Okay. But um, one thing that always stands out to me is that uh, one time he, he shaved his head and came back to school and we were sitting at the lunch table and we all started making fun of him saying he had cancer. Uh, I knew it was pretty fucked up to say, but again, just trying to fit in, I went along with it. When's the last time you saw John? Um, 2010. 2010. Because I was in 10th grade and I moved away. Do you know where John is now? Do you know what he's doing? Um, I randomly look him up on Facebook and Instagram. Um, he doesn't post much, but he's on there. How's he doing? From what you can tell? From what I can tell, he's doing all right. It's hard to tell, though, because I'm not his friend on Facebook or Instagram. I just view whatever is public. What about the other people? These these people that you were friends with, that you were that you were making fun of this kid with. How many how many other guys were there in this group? Um, one, two. In total, including me and, and John Doe, probably six. Six. Uh, do you keep in contact with any of these guys? I don't, because my parents knew how uh, how. Mischievous, I can't say it. Uh, how bad they behaved, and they actually didn't like me hanging out with them. Uh, so as soon as we moved away, uh, it was hard to go back to that town to visit and hang out with them and whatnot. Have you copped in contact with any of them online? Um, no. Sometimes a few of them like like my Instagram stories or Instagram posts. But other than that, I don't really talk to him. I'll ask you what I asked. I forget her name, but... Do you feel like you've personally done enough, you know, by your own definition, to uh, repent for this? In the time since it happened? No, I don't think so. I never talked to him ever again. Um, and it's really weird. It's just, I randomly start thinking about him. Um, and I feel like shit when I do. Because I knew it was wrong to do, but I still did it. Is repenting for this appealing or interesting or a goal of yours in any way, shape, or form? I would love to, but I've never had nerve to do so. What about in ways that don't involve direct contact with the person? I wouldn't even know what that would entail. Like asking someone else to say that I'm sorry? No, just like, I don't know, giving someone else a dollar. 
You know what's funny? funny. I'm actually, I actually work in, in the medical field and I work with cancer patients now. Uh, and I don't know if like subconsciously I made that decision or, or what. There it is. You think that that could be a form of repentance? Mm. No, because I'm pretty sure we, I, or we fucked up that kid's um, middle school. And usually middle school is when you're growing, developing to what you, you'll be as an adult. Um, and knowing that we made this kid's life really difficult uh, really bothers me. Who said your name was? Phil. Thank you for sharing, Phil. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Have a good night. Love you. Appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Take care. All from Camden. Camden. Hi. How are you doing, Mr. Gecko? I'm all right, Camden. Just came across your show here on uh, on Reddit Live, uh, our, our pan there. Just figured I'd call mm. in and see what this is all about. I'm trying to figure that out myself. Cam, what were you doing before you called in? I just got off of work, uh, you know, kissing ass for money. It's called customer service. <laughs> okay. Do you, uh, where do you work customer service at? Uh, I work for a p- company called Publix and... Um, uh, well, and just in case anyone from management is uh, watching, uh, I-, I love the company and I have no complaints whatsoever. No, no. Look, Camden's not even your real name. I'm not even real. You're having a, you're in a dream right now, man. You can say whatever you want. I want to know the truth about Publix. Tell me, please. Well, um, our company's actually in some hot water right now. I don't know. If, uh, I don't know. If- like controversy something you want me talking about on your show right now but oh you know uh please well what's what's the controversy is it political is it social is it um little i bit mean of, hit me uh well um <laughs> i'll be honest with you well uh, uh the person who funds our or heads our charity organization or did um i think she just had done after this happened but she donated three hundred thousand dollars to uh rally at capitol hill and it in uh we're in pretty hot water about it because uh then publics went on twitter and said like oh she doesn't represent you know what we think but you know one of our biggest things is giving back to the community and so now that where i'm at is like how does that not represent us if that's our whole thing is giving back and helping other people like how does that not represent us so are now you as an individual that works for this company you know, because it's one. Th- I feel like this. This is it's one thing. I mean, everyone's you know has the thing where like, okay, I'm not going to support this company as a consumer anymore. You know, because I don't agree with you know shitty things that they've done. But for you, when it's your livelihood, you know, does that add an extra layer of conflict when you're trying to 
you know, stand up for what you believe? The fact that it's it's your livelihood? At this point, I don't care if I get fired because I, I know a lot of different business owners around the area where to the point where I'm just like, if I get fired, I have other people lying like that would that that are ready to hire me and get me into their businesses. I'm not too scared of it, you know. Um, you know, it, 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 not to mention that they also try to use him like one of my coworkers as like a poster child. He's a grown man with a cane. He has cerebral palsy, and they tried to use him as like a like a example of how good they are to people with special needs when he isn't yeah. even really like disabled or anything like that. I mean, he can make his own decisions, and like he had to advocate for him for his own needs too. And so it's just it, it, it's it's kind of, it's it's sick. It is. Are you are you considering quitting? Honestly, um, if, uh, if I if I get a job lined up for me before I get fired, yeah. So you're 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 talking you us you think you're gonna get fired, don't you? At this rate, at this rate, if anyone from management sees this, um, do you? you know, I uh, mean, before yeah. okay, before but no no before this, did you think were you on track to get fired for some reason before you called in before this? I mean, this I is not no one cares I, about this. I don't kiss. I don't kiss the management's ass. So um, probably they don't really like it when you're not like the perfect like individual. Just the you know fake happiness and all that. It's just fucking. It's it, it's you know what I mean. It's uh, mm -hmm. yeah. When you're not like fake happy and everything like that, they don't like it. And they don't like you. Don't get moved up. What's your like ultimate? You could go anywhere. Place to go after Publix. To work, I um, well, I'm in college right now for, for geology, and I'm hoping to get a really good career in that in the future. Uh, okay. Getting for my geology professor as it is, and you know, I, it, it's a fantastic opportunity, you know, to you know get experience from him and just kind of learn things. And I'm taking things as I go. I want to take things slow with college because I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to fuck it up. It's. Yeah, I have a big opportunity right now with, like, the money that's been saved up, and so I don't want to waste that and, like, move terribly fast. You know, I don't know if I'm making sense at all, but, mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I love it, man. What did you say your fake name was? Uh, Fake name, uh, Schmitty. We'll go with Schmitty, huh? How about that? Schmitty. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Schmitty, man, look, thank you for calling in, man. You have a good rest of the night and uh, power to you. You know, do what you got to do. Fuck Publix. Go move on. Go go get into rocks. I love it, dude. All right. Yeah, and uh, to Slave Moderator, whoever just said that, uh, I love you too. Thank you. Love you as well. <laughs> Rock and roll, man. You all take right. care. Hey, you all have a good one. That guy was nice. He's a nice guy. Call from Bronson. Bronson, hey, are you there? How are you, Bronson? Hello. Doing all right. How are you? Bronson, what do you think of the kindness economy? I, uh, I, I I'm kind of on your side because uh, it seems like after a time, it does just turn back into a regular economy, right? Turns back into a regular economy immediately. Sorry, what? I said it turns back into a regular economy immediately. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, I believe 
look, do I think it's good to be an asshole? I don't know, but I believe in the freedom to be one. What if I want to just go around being a jerk to everyone? I mean, it's your prerogative, but like, I think I think there's a balance. You know, like, I wouldn't want to be a jerk to everybody, but I think it's inevitable sometimes to be a jerk to some people. Do you believe that you're a good person? Big question, man. I think, uh, generally speaking, I'm a pretty decent guy. I wouldn't say I'm perfect, but I'm, I'm an all right guy. Hmm. What do you think money is? Uh, kind of like a philosopher's stone, in a way. Like from Harry Potter. Like, yeah. Well, I- I'm not sure what the Harry Potter one did, but like the thing that turns lead into gold, like it turns one thing into another thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's. Uh, I think, like I man, I used to say I love money, but I don't think that's true. I think I love what money can do, which is, I think in a lot of ways it can give you freedom where you're not, um, you know, grinding to pay, pay rent or, you know, buy, buy food or whatever. Absolutely. But like, it's a, it's a bit of like a double-edged sword after a while. Like, I think it can get to the point where like is is the fanatical pursuit of freedom that freeing what what do you do for a living i i am in sales mm. what do you uh, sell i sell gps or, uh, you sell GPS. Yeah, I uh, I actually might be quitting soon. I'm so excited. Yeah, did you hate selling GPS? I no, it's I it was the job itself was pretty fine. I was pretty good at it, but uh, I I work for some uh, people I'm not super fond of. I thought they did uh, unethical things in the name of money. What did they do? Well, not to get too much into the weeds here, but um, basically (laughs) my entire department, except for me, was given uh, an impossible quota to hit and told if they didn't hit that quota, they would be fired. And then a week before the due date, they just fired them anyway, which is like, you know, you got to do what you got to do dollars and cents, but to, to like not even give someone the chance to hit the mark, I thought was uh, not ethical. So they and knew then, uh, in <laughs> advance, they knew in advance that they were going to have to fire these people anyway. 
So they, their plan was always to fire them a week before the, the quota deadline. I think so, yeah. I, I, I definitely think that was the case. Mm. And um, I don't know if you're a, uh, a Christmas character, but uh, I thought there was... Um, this whole quota came out like a week before Christmas, which I think is a rough time to sell, tell someone that uh, your job is on the line. For sure. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. They, uh, I actually, I, I call, I was calling you on Monday trying to get in to talk about this because I'm very conflicted about this whole situation. Oh, please, and, please. Uh, what, what's the source of, well, I guess, I mean, was the com, was the conflict about whether or not to stay there? Yeah, because, um, I was, uh, they've offered me a promotion and, uh, Ooh. yeah, and I think I stand to make, a good amount of money. <laughs> um, and, uh, like I've never made good money in my life. Mm -hmm. And now I'm being offered like more money than I thought a person with my skill set could make. But also at the same time, I've come to realize this is like a morally ambiguous place to be. And, as a person who's always said he's not motivated by money very much, it feels in a way like the universe saying, are you sure about that? Right? Like, So, I mean, we, we sort of started this story with the end of it. You ended up quitting, right? I haven't quit yet. I, uh, okay, so is it still up in the air? Or you've decided? I, uh, I'm waiting to hear back about another job. And if I get that, okay. probably quitting. But uh, is the other job for significantly less money? Oh, you better believe it, buddy. Mm. Now, is making good? You said that you've never been driven by money, so making good money has never been a thing that's been that important to you, anyway. From what I understand. Yeah, like making. I'd like to make decent money, but I don't need to. I don't need a house with a wall. You know what I'm saying? A house with a wall. Yeah, like a big, big, uh, you know, L.A. house with a wall around it and a gate. Don't all houses have walls? Oh, you mean a wall, like, out in front of the house? Like around the house, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about walls in the house, because you need that. No, yeah, it's prerequisite. I need, like, at least four of those. So you're not driven by money. So if you're not driven by money, what? let me ask you, what What does drive you? What, what, do, you, what do you value? In, in its place? It's a good question. I think, um, I think, uh, you know, this, that kindness economy guy is going to love this. I think I, I generally want to help people or do mm. something that, like, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. When I, um, when I make a sales call to someone, I call them and I say, hey, I'm a GPS man. Do you need GPS? And most of the time they're like, no, never call me again. But sometimes they say, man, I'm so glad you called. Like, I'm looking mm. for this. And that, that is worth more than anything. Like, that call pays more than any other call I could make. For sure, for sure. That is a good feeling when, when someone needs something and you're able to give it to them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, you know, if I have the bread, 
that someone wants. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to, like, I know the, the guy who supplies the bread for me to distribute to people will not accept kindness for it, but I'm happy to, you know, take the money, pass it into the next hands and give the guy the bread. And I think at the end of the day, like everybody wins. The people who made the bread are happy to have some money. The guy who bought the bread is happy to trade money for bread or GPS, whatever it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you feel like this role, the one that you're pursuing, which, which of the options when you were sort of weighing whether to go to the new place or to uh, get promoted at the old place, which option do you feel like afforded you the better opportunity to help people? Hmm. I would say probably roughly the same. I think roughly the, the same. Role, yeah. The, the new role in general, I think, um, on a more granular level, I'm, my role would be exclusively helping people, but in a very small way. Whereas the other role is I have less opportunity to genuinely help someone, but it's a much larger, uh, amount of help I provide them. So one role, you provide lots of people with a smaller amount of help. And the other role, you provide less people with a greater amount of help. Yeah, exactly. So if you view these two positions as equal in terms of your ability, in terms of how they serve, uh, you know, what your true goal is, then why why does it why is it such a big conflict for you which one to choose because the current role is i'm i'm sort of implicitly siding with people who yes. did people i care about dirty you know sure, what i mean sure, like sure so i feel like you know if I were to uh, uh, come up with an example here, but like, you know, let's say your favorite, uh, your favorite athlete or musician turns out he like, you know, sold a bunch of meth to orphans. You'd feel yes. pretty bad about like buying his CDs after that, right? You'd be like, I don't know about that. Like, uh, it would feel a little weird. I think it's the same way. Like I'm Justin Bieber actually did that. You can look that up. Yeah, I, I believe you. I don't need to he look that up. He sold meth to, or, to to orphans. Okay. That's uh, Justin. You can Google Justin Bieber orphan meth, and it'll come up. Like first result, alt, or do I have to look? I think what's important is that whatever you do choose, are you are you confident in the decision you've chosen? Are you like gung ho down that path? Because that's the that's the that's the thing. You know what I heard a uh, uh, someone say once about decision making is that uh, whether or not your decision is the right decision 
you you actually have more control over that than you think, right? Because whatever you choose, there is no right decision. You choose something, and then you make that the right decision. If that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. I uh, I, I saw something kind of similar about that, where someone was talking about they're looking at a fruit tree with a bunch of nice pieces of fruit on it, and yes. they sat there deciding which piece of fruit to take, and over for time the fruit fell to the ground, and you mm-hmm. know. Exactly, exactly, man. So I, I think I, you're absolutely right. It is more about making a choice and committing. What did you say your name was? Uh, Bronson. Bronson. Well, Bronson, man. Yeah. You know, good, good, good luck to you in in the future, and um, I appreciate you sharing with us. Yeah, thank you uh, for taking my call, man. I appreciate it. Of course, man. I'll talk to you soon. You have a good night. You too, buddy. Take care. Call from Bader. Yeah. Bader. Yeah, and uh, the slight moderator. Bader, you got Bader. You gotta turn your you gotta turn your stream off. You gotta turn the stream off, Bader. Oh. Uh, because I can hear it in the background. Bader, are you there? I'm there. Uh, who are you, Bader? I'm. I'm just a DoorDasher, delivering people's food to them every day. Are you on the job right now? I am not, but I did work about 30 minutes ago. In the snow? No. I'm not on the East Coast. Do you like DoorDash? I mean... It's all right. It's nice that you get to do what you want, work when you want. You know, have a boss. You're your own boss. You know. You you would be good in like a commercial for working for them, and you can just say exactly what you said just now, exactly how you said it, and I would actually be pretty sold. Oh yeah. Yeah. You think corporate cares? You think they care about their DoorDash drivers? Probably not. No, but I'm I think just... that the but like if I saw a commercial, uh, for like sign up to run DoorDash and you said exactly, like yeah, it's it's kind of cool. You get to make it like that. I'd be like, I believe that that is what that experience is like, as opposed to if you know, it was it was it was ultra upbeat or anything like that. Yeah. And that's just the truth. That's all it is. What's your talent? I breed fish. How'd you get into that? Well, I started with a 35-gallon tank, and I had fish in it. And then they had babies, and I was like, what? No way. And then I got a bigger tank, and then I got more fish, specifically guppies and plecos. Plecos? Yep. What is, what is a pleco? A pleco, it's like it's like the bottom feeder. It sucks everything. It gets big. They can be striped. It's just the bottom feeder of the tank. And they're kind of dope looking. What do you do with the fish after you breed them? Do you sell them? Nah, I just either feed them to the catfish I have, the babies, or I leave them in the tank for them to grow. So you have a separate... How many different tanks do you have? I have three. 
So you got a predator tank and a prey tank. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think of it like that, but yeah. That's interesting. You don't really have to. So you have, fuck, dude. That's like this. This is like a fish pyramid scheme of some kind because you don't have to buy fish food because you have other fish that are food. Yep, and I have plants, so everything like cleans itself. I have shrimp that clean the plants, and the plants clean the water. So everything's like I can just leave it. And it works like by itself, like an ecosystem. Does it make you feel like God? Mm. I mean, I control their lives. I control if they eat. I control if it's day or night. I control the temperature. I control how much water is in their tank. Do you enjoy having that power? I guess I do. I do. Do you feel like in general you you have like a lack of power in your life? That you make up for with this power over the fish? Maybe. Maybe. You think the fish are like like they mean something else because of something else. Like the fish are. Like a coping mechanism for something. Do you think they're a coping mechanism for something? I think they're an escape from reality. I think when I'm with my fish and I'm feeding my fish, I'm cleaning their tank. The only thing that's there, the only thing I'm thinking about is me and my fish. Yes, exactly. But I, I mean, look, that's not that much different from fucking any other action that isn't just kind of sitting and staring at the wall, you know, right? When you're with your fish, you're focused 100%. Well, like looking at a wall and looking at fish, like my fish, like. Everything's different. They're different colors. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Everything's random. You're what do you way. feel like you're escaping from? Probably taxes. I'm very... I don't know anything about that. That's my biggest worry about right now. I do DoorDash. They don't tell me anything about taxes. All they did was send me a paper. The school, like I'm in high school, like senior year, all that. I'm 18, by the way. Just had to put that out there because I just said that. And yeah. Uh, how much money did you make doing DoorDash uh, in 2020? In 2020, I started in November. So I made in November and December. I made like 400 bucks. I don't think you have to pay taxes in 2020. So you don't have to worry about that. Thank you. What'd you say your name was? Peter, but it's Peter. Oh. Yeah, just a B. Do you you feel like over the course of this call, you kind of started out with a fake name and then 
we've established a little bit of trust between each other that you gave me the real one. Yeah, and I think it. I think it's a little obvious that my name was Peter because you know the B and the P. I thought it was Bader, like Master Bader, and I thought you were going to call in to troll. Oh no! Like, like my friends call me Bader and stuff. Like, uh, like a nickname. Have a good night, Bader. You too. Call from Willie. Mama, where did you put the keys to my car? Where did you put the fucking keys to my fucking car? I gotta go to the store and buy myself a loaf of bread to make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm so afraid give me you my didn't eat into keys. many peanut butter jelly sandwiches. So I had uh, your keys. I hid your keys. You said, don't hit my keys. Don't hit my keys, please. But I did it anyway. I do it every day and I'll do it and I'll do it until you pay me five dollars. Mama, please don't hide my keys. I don't have five dollars in my bank account right now. Why do you do this to me? I don't have a lot of cheese, mama. Please don't hide my keys. You better get a job or learn to rob or get some keys that are hanging on a bob. Better get that money, my little sonny, if you want any peanut butter and honey. I don't want to live a life of crime. Well, that's too bad. I don't want to, but I need a few dimes to get my peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Mama, please. You could maybe try investing in the market and making some dollars. You will go online and then if you some people holler, they say some things and they'll phone it rings. It's your broker. You've gone broke, sir. What's your talent? Um, that, I guess. Uh, that was pretty good. That was a lot, you know. I came in, uh, you know, I came into this and I and I was like, I started like, you know, I opened it, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then you started rhyming and I was like, oh, this guy's way better than me at this. Oh. And, uh, but you know, I tried. You're clearly the best at what you do. Not like, are we talking about like within that interaction that we had just now? No, I'm talking about whatever it is that you do. Like, I don't know how you describe your stream to people when you tell people you stream, but you're clearly really good at what you're doing. You know, there's a trick to being really good at what you do. Yeah, I believe. What's the trick? What's the trick? Look, only. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I th- I feel like. Well, it depends. Like, look, if you look at what I do as interviewing, like, of course, mm-hmm. I'm not the best inter. Of course, I'm not the best interviewer. But if you look at what I'm doing. As you know, doing myself, of course, I'm I'm the best person at doing myself. But like you know, if you're doing something that you would describe as doing yourself, then if no one can no one can be better than you if you're doing yourself. I know that that sounds fucking cheesy, but I, I do believe in that. 
Right, but you found a way of being yourself that is clearly very entertaining to a large number of people. So that's I found fun. a good medium for it. Mm, you did. It's a new medium, which is, which is very cool. It's very cool to live in the time when people can do things like this. It's hard. It's a lazy medium streaming. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, very it's lazy medium. It's still work, it is, it, you know it is I mean? laborious, but it's yeah. like before this, I used to make movies. You know, it's so like oh, yeah? making a movie or like editing a. It's so you. It's the opposite of this because this I'm yeah. here. I'm in lights for three hours talking yeah. to people. Editing a movie or a video is you're alone in the dark. You talk to no one for days. But it's, yeah, it's but you come out with a more refined product than just sitting around blabbing on a stream. Right. I it's that's very funny because I also do a lot of editing, and it's like you're it's like you're charging up for this one big blast, and you really hope the blast is perfect, and then yes. getting to do something like this, and I do something a little bit similar, but I don't mean to compare myself to the Gek, but it's no, kind please, of like oh, please. I can say anything, and it's all equally valid. And if it's yes. like not perfect, it's nested in the middle of a three-hour stream. So who cares? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, you get it, man. You get and it. And another thing is, is like, I feel like on a on a stream, uh, I think you're more raw because yeah. on in like a video or like a fucking tweet, even anything that's pre-written. It go, you type something or you make something and then you're like, no, nah, that sounds stupid. And you throw it out and you come back. But right. now if I say something and I'm like – and I think right after I said it, I think that's stupid. I don't have – it's already out. I don't have time. I can't right. retract it. Right. So it's the most raw version of your thoughts. And you always have the option of going back and making a more refined version of it. Yes. But you don't have to. It's true. Like it's true. I never do. What is this thing that you do that um, you were saying is similar? Well, do, do, do you stream? I do stream. I stream what? as a character, um, and I don't usually talk about it, but I might as well, because you seem to be stream also streaming as a character, and uh, you get it. The character is, it's, I pretend to be a German man, and I like play the saw, and I do it on here, and it's a fun time. You pretend um, to be a German man on RPAD? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Yes. His name Jaime Wilhelm. Jaime Wilhelm. If I may, yeah, if I may say his name. Of course. Well, now, uh, tell me the tell me the origin of Jaime Jaime uh, Wilhelm. <clears throat> That's a great question. Um, are you familiar with the band Wolfpack? Uh they do the "What Does the Fox Say" song. No, that is a, that's that's a guy from a different country. But I am not uh, familiar with the band Wolf, Wolfpack. Then. They're 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 phenomenal, but I, I happened to have uh, gone to a summer camp where the big front man Jack Stratton was a teacher, and I learned from him. And he had a character named Mushy Krongold, who's like anyone out there. If you Google Mushy Krongold, there's some very very nice stuff. Uh, and I don't know, I just wanted a character too, so I started doing this bullshit in college, and then kept doing it after college in live settings, and then live shows went away and then uh, i discovered our pen and had a blast so you were doing this german man of live shows of it yeah yeah what how did these shows go were they pre-written or were they improvised or were they musical they were, improvised. Or were they comedy they were tell me everything comedy. i'm so curious yeah absolutely i i you know i also in the before times did stand up but i would find that the character would consistently do better than the stand up yes um so i ended up doing the character a lot 
But like, I, I think it's it's a, it, correct me. Tell me if this feels similar for you. I don't know why the character works. Do you claim to know why what you do works? Um, I have. I think I know why what I well. It depends on how you define works, because you could define mm-hmm. that if you wanted to define that as object. If you wanted to find that objectively, as mm-hmm. like, are there people watching me do this right now? Then yes, right. it works objectively. Right. But if you wanted to find it, sub- like, you know, is it, you know, there's a lot of different ways to define if something works. But right. I think, I don't know, if I went into why I thought this worked, it, it would, I think it, I'd get too, uh, you know, I know why it works for me. Mm-hmm. I used to do stand-up in the before times, and, like, uh-huh. if, I ca- if I came on a stream if, mm-hmm. and I was like, my, I'm Lyle, and this is the Lyle Advice Hour with me, Lyle. I'd be mm-hmm. like, I'm a fucking douche. I should go kill myself. What am I doing? But but when you're doing it with like a character, when you're doing it, it it's it's so much less personal. You ha- you have you there's so much more. Uh, I don't even know how you would like, you know, detachment. But like the good kind of detachment that that, that is makes you looser. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, honestly, I feel the same way and I couldn't have said it better myself. I want to know about this, Will, because I did, I, when pandemic is over, I want to do the Therapy Gecko live, but I, I'm trying yeah. to work out how that would work. I, I, what I want to do is I want to just take calls, stream it, stream, like set up some cameras, stream it on Twitch, and just take, do exactly what I'm doing, but with an audience. How did yeah. your streams go? What did you do? Um, or your shows? Well, for the shows, it would be usually be like it would be a comedy show, so it'd be like stand up, stand up, stand up, and then I would just do this character, uh, and it would just be I get on stage with this with a saw or like this omnicord, which is like really fun musical, uh, like electronic instrument, and I'd just be like, I don't have anything written, like give me either a topic and I make up a song on the omnicord, or I just do covers on the saw, but they're like fucked up because it's, it's a musical saw, it's like a, it's a regular saw you cut wood with. Uh, and you play it with like a cello bow, and it sounds, it's like no matter what you play, it's gonna sound like fucked up. Uh, so that's, mm. I don't know, it's just the, the fun thing, but like, it's like this, you don't have to write anything. And like you said, yes. it's kind of detached from you. So it's not like, oh, it's me, Willie, on stage, and I wrote these jokes. And if you don't like the jokes, that means you don't like me, but I'm not me, I'm this other guy, this character. So, you know. It's hard, I think, with streaming, though, because like when you're, if you're, if, if you go on stage and you know you did stay if you go on stage and you mm-hmm. just start talking and everything you say doesn't sort of wrap up into a neat little bow that has a laugh at the end it doesn't yeah. work live but you if you do right. it on the computer it's different because I mean I half the people watching this right now probably have it open in like a, another tab while they're like on right. Facebook or doing something else it's not as intimate right plus you know there's other the mise-en-scene of the whole, you know, the costume, exactly. the background, and the, the music. That, that, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know if you want to give away your... Like, what is this music that you're playing quietly in the background? It's glorious. Um, this music, uh, it's, it's, called, it's the first... No, I think it's the third result that uh-huh. comes up <laughs> when you type into YouTube cool ambient music. Okay, nice. That's awesome. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, you should definitely do this live. Um, 
in the I want to. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to go everywhere. I want to go to, uh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. If I show up to goddamn Austin, Texas, and three people come, if two, if one person comes, yeah. I'm literally just going to live stream myself. I, that, that person, I'm going to give them a microphone. We take calls. Yeah. We'll do what we do, you know? That's yeah, hell fun. yeah, man. You were good at that uh, thing earlier. I can t I can see Thank that you, you have uh, you got some some chords. I appreciate that. Man. It means a lot. Would you say? Would you say your name was? Uh, Willie. Willie. Well, well. Thank you, Willie. Man, I'll talk to you yeah. soon. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. You have a good night, man. You too. Bye. -bye. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.